Hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. We're, uh, well, we're kissing the weekend. We're just about to dive into it. It's a short week. Doesn't it feel funny? I mean, we just got into this week, and all of a sudden, here we are. Yeah, I had a friend that, you know, uh, you know, does some other work, and they said, well, you know, I guess they have a weird parking situation. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is, you know, they, they got back on Wednesday, the 5th, you know, from all of everything. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? What happened was that they um, they parked in a certain place, mm-hmm. thinking that it was Wednesday when it was really Thursday. So their car got towed, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm like going, "Where was going, this? Yeah. Was this uh, up in your neighborhood or my neighborhood?" No, no, no. It was up. It was up a little bit further north. And actually, oh, okay. not, the per- <laughs> not the person you were thinking. I, you know, I have friends up there, and so I was like going, "Well, you know, I mean, I've done that. You know, when you have these." You know, short weeks, long holiday weekends. Oh, yes. it's so easy just to have, you know, something go awry. But when it does, mm-hmm. man, you know, it it shoots you in the foot. But um, I got my uh, driveway sealed yesterday, and I spend most of the day worrying about whether it was going to rain on it. They say you have a window of between four and eight hours. If 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 you can get by four hours and then it rains on your driveway, odds are you're okay. But it, eh, it's iffy. If you get by eight hours of dryness, you're in good shape. So we got by about uh, 13 or 14 hours last well, night. Oh, you're in great shape then. Yeah. So what are you, so, what are you worried well, about? Well, I got to tell you, I'm a perfectionist. I would like to have had it dry for 48 hours. But if you live where I live at this time of year, I mean, they're always predicting, you know, It'll be partly sunny today with thunder showers this afternoon. Of course, I know mm-hmm. you, you just you just never know. But anyway, uh, I got my driveway sealed, which is great. But you know what happens when you have a new driveway and it's sealed? As soon mm-hmm. as you drive your car back in from the the street onto the driveway, I mean it's mm-hmm. pristine black. It looks like a brand new driveway, but your tires have dirt on it, right? So you you're gonna, oh you're, yeah you're gonna, yeah there'll yeah, be streaks yeah, all over it in no time, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you're the one that broke in the driveway. It was you, <laughs> you. Anyway, boy. Uh, boy, you know our problems are insignificant compared to uh, what's happening uh, around the world and in the White House. In the White House, with uh, well, they uh, that don't cocaine. call it the White House for nothing. <laughs> yeah, and when the president says to somebody, "Look, why don't you take a powder?" I mean, it means a whole different thing down there. Well, you know, don't don't worry though, because no, I have it on good authority. Uh-huh. That uh, this, uh, they're not going to have anybody uh, dependent on, but they're going to wrap up the story probably early, maybe as early as Monday of next week. I heard Dan Bongino suggest that if, you know, the only person that really legitimately could have gotten it in there, only people are the first family because they don't, Mm -hmm. they don't go through the security checks that everybody else does. And apparently according to uh, people who worked in the white house, they're checked numerous times throughout their process uh, of getting into the White House. But they're painting a story, and uh, and I'm going to explain and ask you a question here, but they're painting a story that it had to be somebody that was touring the White House. Well, you know, you know? What, you know what Dan Bongino says? You watch. They're going to say it was a Secret Service agent. See, because yeah, they, they aren't checked either. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to do that, and, and it was there. But now... Somebody concluded, now I know there was the Kelly McEnany concluding it couldn't have been hunters, this and that and everything, you know, and it's in a high-trafficked area. That is not a good reason for saying it's not hunter. But 
they're kind of blowing it off. It's insignificant. They're blowing off the amount. Uh, we really don't know how much it was. Have you seen a picture? And maybe you have, and maybe I'm naive. Have you seen a picture of it to identify how much Coke there was? Or do you even have, do you even know? Actually, they said it was a dime bag. Now, I don't know what a dime bag looks like, you know, of cocaine. Is it the size of a dime or is it bigger? I don't know. But, uh, you know, here's the thing I find interesting, Bill. Wait, I, you're smiling. Here's the thing I find interesting. First, they said that the cocaine was found outside of the White House on the White House grounds. That was the first thing they said. Then they said they found it in the White House. In uh-huh. a supply closet. Then they said it was found in a supply closet right next to the Oval Office. It's getting closer and closer. Yesterday, they said, oh, no, no, no. It was found next to the vice president's office in the White House. I guess she has an office in the oh, White yeah, House. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what they're trying to do is move it closer to her and her people than, uh, than President Biden's office, the Oval Office. Well, I didn't know cocaine could get up and walk around. It could be carried around. <laughs> dime bag is, and, and saying it's a dime bag, but they're not showing it. You know, they can show anything else, you know. Well, there's the gun that uh, was, you know, but, the, you know, they're, they're, this thing is changing its description all the time. So I don't know if it was a dime bag, it was, if it was an eight ball. I got to tell you, I'm, fa- I'm falling down. That. I'm falling down on the job. I am falling right. down on the job because... I should have started this whole segment off with the theme music. I don't know what's wrong with me. I uh, we we it's talked not about a this. Dime bag, it's more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm not a lyricist. <laughs> and in this time of the this time of the morning, I'm not a singer either. <laughs> Oh yes. Oh well. I have to work on that. I have to work. At least I got it in the in the segment someplace. You know. You know, they're they're trying every excuse to say it's not hunters because of the proximity of it and like that. He'd be smarter to have a better, more secure place to hide his cocaine. Oh, okay. Well, you know. So you're admitting he would probably have cocaine in the White House, but that wouldn't be his. But you know, I look at. Hunter on video mm-hmm. lately. I'm not yeah. even talking about the 4th of July. I know. I mean, forget the cocaine. That boy has been hitting the crack pipe pretty damn heavy. If you look at that face, oh, he I know. is not in rehab. He is not in recovery. He is abusing it even now. And this White House is covering for it. And it makes me wonder who else is. Well, let's just call it a drug. When you see this young man, I say young man, he's 53, I guess. But when you see him when he's healthy, mm-hmm. he he looks like a young guy. I mean, he looks he, he has a lot going for him. But now like you said, he looks haggard and he looks beat up and he looks like somebody who is abusing again. They showed pictures of him standing with Jill and the president uh at, on the balcony at the White House mm-hmm. on the uh, 4th of July. And apparently people who were watching him said he was sweating. He was mm-hmm. wiping his face. He was rubbing his nose a lot, you know, uh, which would indicate that he's probably been abusing. I th- No, I think they're definitely covering for him. And, you know, here's the problem. 
part of his agreement, his plea agreement for that deal that he got a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. was that he couldn't use. He had to be, you know, the straight and narrow. And if they find that this was his stuff and he's using, that deal that they put together, that sweetheart deal, it's gone. He ends up going to jail. Well, that would be the way normally things would. For you or me, yeah, that's the way it would happen. Well, For Hunter, to, though, yes. yeah, I mean, he's under the Biden protection plan, so it doesn't matter. It's got clauses, you know, attached to clauses that, well, yeah, but the, there was this act that, I mean, you know, that protects him. You know. President Trump, right, with that, that Alvin Bragg case in New York, the statute of limitations expired on that. I mean, the fact that she has gotten as far as she's gotten with that case is a miracle. I mean, it had a seven-year statute of limitations, and it was like, 20 years ago that she supposedly had the problem with the president and they bend their law, they bend the rules and they just keep dragging on these investigations. But with Biden, right, with this bag of cocaine in the white house, um, that they're already signaling that the investigation is going to be over in the beginning of next week, the beginning of next week. Now, why, why is that? How can they do that? They want this story to go away. So this weekend, they will find the reason to excuse it, and the media is going to drop it. It doesn't matter what they find if they find else. I mean, uh, who is it on the uh, the Senate floor? There's uh, one of uh, I forget. Tom Cotton. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He's wanting them to release everything they got because yep. it, this thing is going to go away and go away quick. And that's exactly uh, why he's trying to change everything. But I don't know that it's going to be if him by himself is going to get it done uh, Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, I think that proven there. Let me explain again. The problem isn't just the fact they found a bag of cocaine. I mean, that's nothing. I mean, it's, I don't it, think it's, it's, it's the a first lot. time cocaine's been in the White House. No, but, you know, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's wrong. It's an illicit drug. It's illegal. If they found it in your house, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know, but uh, in and of itself, it's, you know. You, you, they, well, you know they, what? But here's the, the, it, goes okay. back, it goes back to spying. It goes back to uh, influence. Are they still, is somebody still uh, trying to get influence and get close to uh, the executive, the chief executive of our country by giving favors like drugs to uh, an addicted family member in the White House? Is somebody using Hunter Biden right now, even as we speak? We talk about all these uh, influence peddling deals that he did supposedly uh, in 2017, 2018, 2019. But what if they're still doing it? What if, they're, what if somebody's supplying him with all the stuff he needs as long as he wants it, so long as they eh, just give us a heads up every so often. Just tell us who's been in the White House. Who's been in the Oval Office a lot with your dad recently? I mean, they can get a lot just by knowing the guest list, just by knowing the visitor list at the White House, you mm-hmm. know? And if, if Hunter does something so, quote, innocent as to say, well, you know, he's seen the Chinese ambassador three times in the past week, that might indicate to somebody that... He, it's, it's some kind of a deal going on 
between China and the White House. I'm just saying that's the kind of thing they're looking for. It's not that he can get, you know, reams of intelligence, but you know, this guy has got a problem. Everybody sh- has a vice, and there's probably besides cocaine, there's so many deals going on in the White House that would make your head spin. But Uncle Joe is not clean in any way. But, you know, if they're going to let this cocaine thing slide and it's no big deal, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. Now, I'm not, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but then that means that everybody's locked up in prison or in jail for cocaine use. Yeah, I know. You're right. Uh, it's no, it's not going? fair treatment. They need to, they, they, you may as well just okay. unlock those doors right now and let them back out in the street and quit prosecuting uh, the drug suppliers. And I don't believe it's, it's, we should do that. But it's another it's another case of uh, the laws are meant for thee, not for me. Yeah, you know. So we we've got to to do something about it. But you know, we're we're not. No. And the the American public is just going to stand idly back and go, well, you know. Well, that's you know, just the way it works. People, I think people. I know I am. I'm a a little frustrated. I mean, you expect justice to be quick and firm, right? But uh, it it doesn't happen. I mean, to me, I obviously have seen things happen over the past two and a half years that, I've, that I felt has been illegal and that something should have been done, but nothing gets done. So like a lot of people out there, you become tired. You become tired mm. of being hopeful. You know, I mean, it's tough. Uh, I mean, then you see the criminals, the bad guys, they just keep doing what they're doing. I mean, does it make any sense, literally, make any sense to anybody out there what's happening in our southern border? I mean, we have, even if you're somebody who feels that everybody should be welcome in our country, is this how you would welcome them into our country? Just let them walk, walk in from anywhere, through anywhere? Does that make sense to you? If you really wanted to be, oh, so, so nice to these people, you'd let them... If you really meant it, come through the front door. Don't break a window and come in the basement. I mean, that's mm-hmm. essentially what you. I mean, right now we are, uh, we're we're in the worst condition I have ever seen our country. I mean, as somebody who's been around for several decades, I've seen us in you know ups and downs. Yeah, I've seen us uh, in good times and in bad times. This is the worst. We have no protection on our borders, and there's no protection coming along anytime soon to stop what's happening on our borders. And you have a president in the White House who is oblivious to what's going on in the world. He's just he's lost in space somewhere. And and you have mm-hmm. you have a crack addicted, drug addicted son sleeping in the Oval Office in the White House. In the Lincoln bedroom, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just mind-boggling. This guy's fifty-three years old. Would you please go out and get a job? Well, let me ask you: Why don't they sweep the White House, including the Lincoln bedroom, and every other, you know, well, place well, like that in the White House? Bill, you know this as well as I do. They have every single angle of that White House on video. Mm-hmm. There isn't a place you can look at. It's one thing to have a few cameras on your house or my house. There are some places that I can't, you can't cover. It's just too expensive, and the signal doesn't read. 
but the White House has the best cybersecurity people in the world doing their cybersecurity. They got cameras everywhere. You, you know, we're hearing them say, well, we're looking into it. We're trying to investigate. They knew, in my opinion, they knew 25 minutes after they found the bag, they knew who put it there. There's no investigation. Well, it's pretty obvious who put it there. Now, I think the story that will come out is, you know, I've got one of two theories. Theory number one is they're going to make this go away and they're going to create a patsy, you know, where it was dropped in there by somebody maybe that stashed it from the public or something like that. They will come up with that. Now, the other possibility could be because they are moving it, like you said, closer to Kamala to say it's one of her people. Uh, could it be because the de- one of the fears of a lot of people and Democrats is that if Joe runs again, he pulls Kamala along and he is not going to make it through the second term if he were to win by hook or by crook. Mm-hmm. All right. More crook then, than hook. More yeah. crook than hook. And then hook, you've yeah. got Kamala in the White House and even the Dems don't want that. So maybe they, this is an opportunity to set her up, to take her out and put a key person in play so that when, you know, Joe wins by hook or crook, you know, they have what they want in the White House. Look, she's cognizant for the most part. I mean, if you hear her laugh, you have to question that. But for the most part, she's clear-headed, and and she's uh, got more political savvy going for her than I dare say Joe. So I think that she's not going to allow herself to be – pushed into that corner. You know what you just did? You just defended Kamala, which I would too in this particular situation. It's not her, but she could be being set up or her office uh, to be a patsy and say, well, we got to the bottom of it, and unfortunately we can't have this. We're going to have to replace you. They're going to say, and I I already heard somebody say this from the White House, there's a chance we may never know. There's a chance we may it's never be like the know. Kennedy assassination, huh? That's a, a, <laughs> exactly. They're going to Kennedy the damn thing. That's exactly right. They're going to say, ah, oh, you know, the cameras in that room were malfunctioning yeah. that day. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. We, we couldn't get a good, or, you know, it's amazing. Uh, the, the person knew where the cameras were, and we couldn't tell who it was, you know? So, uh, I mean, these people, uh, uh, they look at the at us, the average Joe out here in the street, the un, the great unwashed, they look at us and they think, with all due respect, you're as dumb as a box of rocks. That's what they think. They think you and me, stupid. We're just people. We just we just work out here in the uh, hinterlands while while they enjoy the uh, the fame and fortune of their. Position, the fruits you know? of their labor, yes. yes I know. And and I and that this is this is what drives me nuts. They have an arrogance about them in in this administration. I mean, they were asking uh, Karine Jean Pierre. Speaking oh, of geez. speaking of dumb as a box of rocks, and that's not a racial slur. This is based upon her her personal performance. But um, she she was asked about what we will. Do you expect to have uh, an answer uh, to for us soon? And she say, "We may never know." You know, oh my God, lady. I mean, you're in the most secure house in the world. 
They got cameras everywhere. They got people watching the screens. All it's not like in my house where, if somebody walks by a video camera, it 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 records them, and you have to go back and look at them. Besides recording every image off every camera in the White House, there's somebody sitting in some room in that house with all the video screens, and they are looking at the live feeds. Do you know? They're not mm -hmm. waiting for something to happen. Yeah, but when that cocaine was put in there, the, the guy went over to get a ham and turkey sandwich. Oh, from that the could have been, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he missed it, you he know, or he, she yeah. missed it. It's all in it timing. Missed it. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's a, I mean, timing's everything, you know, yeah. and that seems to be pretty prevalent in this this administration. You know. Well, you know, we wouldn't know, but we, they, they, they had to go to the bathroom. And What bothers me again more than anything else is who is supplying the stuff to this guy and what is what is he giving them in return for uh, the drugs? Uh, yeah. Are we being compromised at the closest level, you know, right now? I mean, it just and and they just won't give you a straight answer. It's amazing. Uh, speaking of straight answers, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> Mike Pence is running oh, for yeah. running for president, and I'd like to say, with all He's due respect, that. I have a better chance of winning the presidency than Mike Pence. And by the way, you can either write in Jim's uh, name or write in my name <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable with anything else. And we might beat um, him. <laughs> with, yeah. our, with our listeners all over the well, they're all over the world, but that won't make any difference because in well, this administration count because yeah, yeah, that's right. They're letting everybody vote now. Um, but Mike Pence was on the on the stump yesterday. I don't even love that expression on the stump. You know where that comes from? On the stump? No, but I'm sure you'll tell us. You know, back <laughs> back in the uh, you know, early 1800s, late 70s, they would go and you know, you they sometimes just speak in a town square and they would have a gazebo or something like that. And that'd be nice, but if you were on the rural areas and you maybe a farmland area, you stood area, on a tree stump. You, you stood on a stump. You know, you what you had they didn't have a stage. So you'd gather everybody around the stump, and uh, the person who was running for the candidacy would step on this stump on a farm, right? So he would be elevated, and that's where it comes from. So he was out so, on the Yeah, he was on the stump. <laughs> so if you were stumped in who to vote for, you just go to the I stump. And... I have too much time on my hands nowadays. You really you know? do, I really, Jim. Yeah, I, I do, Bill. I didn't know this bit of trivia, and now, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it's stuck in my head. Yeah, and, and you I'm can't gonna... get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I'll find someone to dump it on. And they're going to be looking at me like, you bastard, you. Now i got to go dump this story. The, the anyway, stump dump. <laughs> anyway, you can tell it's a Friday, folks. Um, Mike Pence was, you know, campaigning. And he was feeling really good about himself until uh, he ran into a, a woman who was uh, given the microphone and asked him a question, and here's what she said. If it wasn't for your vote, we would not have Joe Biden in the White House. Right. Joe Biden shouldn't be there. And all those wonderful things that you and Trump were doing together would be continuing, and this country would be on the right path. Do you ever second-guess yourself? That was a constitutional right that you had to send those votes back to the states. The Constitution of the United States in Article 2 says the job of the vice president is to serve as the presiding officer of a joint session where you open and count the votes. Don't take my word for it. Go read the Constitution. 
I really, I say this with great affection and respect. The Constitution's very clear. My job was to oversee a session of Congress where objections could be heard, and I made sure that objections would be recognized. So we would hear whatever evidence or whether debate there was, but the Constitution says you open and count the votes, no more, no less. The Constitution affords no authority for the vice president or anyone else to reject votes or return votes to the states. Never been done before, should never be done in the future. I'm sorry, ma'am, but that's actually what the Constitution says. No vice president in American history ever asserted the authority that you have been convinced that I had. But I want to tell you, with all due respect, I said before, I said when I announced President Trump was wrong about my authority that day, and he's still wrong. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Pence. You talk about it's never been done and never should be done. Mm -hmm. It's never been done because the situation that you bumped into, my friend, had never happened in our country before. It was a one-of-a-kind, a first, all right? So things, things are adjusted in those moments. Don't give us this, it's never been done, never should be done. My friend, you didn't have any cojones. Now let me tell you what you told a crowd of people. I hope I can find it. This is what you said to a crowd of people, I believe in mm -hmm. uh, South Carolina, the Wednesday before. Listen. We all got our doubts about the last election. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. Hear that? He was trying to play that audience like, don't worry, you got it in my capable hands and we'll take care of this thing. Don't worry, everything's cool. This guy is a bold-faced liar. When he says, by the way, it's not in the Constitution... I saw you run over and grab the little constitution you oh, have. No, it's right here by my side. I now. see I'd it. Have yes. to read all it's the a way very through. nice one, too. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you actually have a copy of this sitting in a drawer in a desk in Boston. You have this exact same one. I guess the next time I go up there, i got to go stick it in the mail, do you? Oh, really? You bought, me a, you bought me a constitution? Oh, no, I didn't buy it. Somebody else did. Oh, no kidding. That's very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah, I, that's I, been something to look there, forward but... to. Yeah, I just haven't been up there in a while, so, yeah. Well, but, what, did you, um, what did you, Article 2 of the Constitution. Well, there's uh, a lot to read. I'm not going to read this whole Article 2. Did he say, um, but he, what section? He, he said, I don't think he did, but the thing is, he, he points that out like, he said, read the Constitution. Hey, buddy, do you think you're the only guy who's looked at the Constitution, who's read the Constitution? I've read the, and look, I'm not a big reader. I've read the Constitution. It's not a simple read, okay? And it's, it's kind of confusing in parts. You, you can be a little uh, caught off guard by some of the statements. But, uh, you know, when he says it's never been done, never should be done, no, no, a lot of things have never been done that should be done. A lot of things, you know, have been interpretations of the Constitution, you know? Well, and if, they, if it didn't say what they wanted it to, they amended it. Uh, but I am of the belief here... Uh, uh, when I you read it, a section? No, well, no, I didn't find the exact section, but as I'm just doing a quick, you know, perusal of it, it doesn't say what he just said. It is, you know, it may not be clearly defined, which again kind of goes to what you're saying. 
it's a one of a kind, which means that, you know, that's interpretational. See, and, the, thing, the thing about this guy is he's establishment Washington. Mm -hmm. He's been in Washington for years uh, as a representative. He worked with guys like Paul Ryan, and I think Paul Ryan is uh, a deep state. That's my opinion, just an opinion. And uh, I think that they chose Pence as the vice president because somebody convinced President Trump, who was new to Washington, that you need somebody who knows the players, who knows the people. And, uh, you know, a guy like Mike Pence, he's a, an evangelical. He's a good guy. He can be he's a, He was a journalist, too, he, so he would know the Constitution. Oh, right? and he can be trusted. This guy can be trusted. So we get him in as vice president, and he can interpret the different things that are happening, the little nuances that, you know, you as a novice, Mr. President, might, might miss. But what they, don't, they didn't see is that this guy was also part of that, that clique in in, uh, in Washington, that uh, Paul Ryan clique of people who, uh, they ran well, the government. Who's to say that, you know, when you look at pre-January 6th, and you just heard what he said, mm -hmm. and then, of course, you know, way post-January 6th, it's, it's, it's a 180. So who's to say between that pre-January 6th meeting, somebody said, Mike, hey, we got to have a talk. Shut the door behind you, won't you please? Yeah. And then he, I wouldn't call it a come to Jesus, he had to, uh, they had to come to terms with him. And uh, then he, he left, uh, let's not even talk about Trump. He left the American public hanging, swinging in the wind from the rope that he... He sure he, did. He sure did. You know, he didn't even, he didn't even hesitate in his no. position. He didn't, he didn't vacillate. He just, when he got the chance to, to just uh, accept that uh, vote as being the vote and that's it and move along quickly, he did it. He did it. Yeah, it really, it was left up to him to make the determination to either, you know, write it or accept it. And now we know. I mean, you know, take the noose off your neck. I mean, it was, uh, was uh, this Pence... Set, you know, he Not set to us be up. Trusted. Whether he set us up, yeah. Whether he set us up or after he did that speech, somebody said, okay, this guy is going to screw up our plan. Get him in here. Get him on page. And they got him on page. And yeah. he screwed everybody then. You know, I, I just don't think that, uh, you know, when, when President Trump talks about his new administration, there's never any reference to this guy. He knows. And he, say, he has said many, many times when he's been on the trail recently, he said, I know who the players are now. I didn't know it then. In 2016, I had to rely on other people. But I know who the players are now. I will, I will rely on nobody else but me. And I think that's the, uh, the difference. Uh, and we can't, by the way, afford, our side can't afford uh, somebody who's a newcomer to Washington anymore. We need somebody who can go in there. Our country is such, in such a terrible strait right now. We need somebody who knows the landscape and how to work it. We need somebody who knows how to play the game. And, I mean, do you think that uh, as much as you may like uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, he's never been the president or in the executive office. He's been, he's been a representative. He's been a representative, a U.S. representative before he was governor. But he would have to learn a lot. 
And also, I, I got to question his connection, DeSantis's relationship with a guy like Ryan. I think Ryan truly cannot be trusted. He's on the board of directors no. at Fox now. And look what, since he's been on the board, look at what has happened to that network. You know? Oh, you know, even uh, now, you know, Trump blasted Kelly once upon a time, and then she worked in the Trump administration. And now she's defending uh, Hunter. Uh, oh, Katie, Ma- you mean Katie? Katie McEnany? Katie, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I get, you know how I screw up names. Yes, anyway, but she, uh, <laughs> she sat there and she goes, well, you know, the, the place where it was, it really couldn't be Hunter. It had to be in a high traffic area. Well, she doesn't know. She never worked security. So Bongino, I would take his word for it because he worked that detail. Yeah. And he is absolutely right uh, in his his way of thinking is that it had to come in through the back door, through somebody that had maximum clearance, and that is going to be the presidential family. Yep. Well, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's amazing. Money Money can't buy you love. Well, actually, it can buy your support. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But have you noticed that when people leave government, and you know, with government, even if you're like press secretary, and you might be making maybe 150000 a year, which is a nice salary for uh, most people. But, you know, when you get out of government and somebody comes along and says, hey, we're going to pay you, you know, $5 million a year to be uh, one of our commentators on, on mm-hmm. MSNBC or Fox, you all Where do a, I sign and when do I go? And all of a sudden, you you become incredibly loyal to that new employer. Yeah, you, they're you paying know. your check. You get used to that amount of money. Here's a question, though, on um, on security, you know, and Bongino's point. Yeah. You know, because you, you got the presidential family, um, you elect a president. Right. And you're, you're electing somebody that you believe is to be trustworthy and uphold the constitution of the United States. So you don't have to really vet them. Right. Well, yeah, you can bring in their, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, Jimmy Carter with, you know, his brother, was it? Yeah. Billy Carter. Yeah, Billy yeah. Carter. Remember he yeah, had a, yeah. he had a beard. Would you give that guy? Yeah. Didn't would you let be- that guy through the back door? Didn't uh, he, yeah, have he had a beer. Billy beer. Billy beer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get yourself some Billy beer there. You'll, you'll be thinking, right. But my point is knowing hunters, background, should he have clearance to not be scrutinized when he walks in? Excellent question. And, you know, they are talking about all the pictures that they're showing now of Biden and Hunter together. It's, It's a fatherly love. Well, we all know that parents in their love, right or wrong, will justify certain things and let things slide. So not only do I say Hunter's compromised and should be scrutinized, but that means Joe should too. Nothing personal, Joe. Yeah. But he is your son, and that fatherly love thing, I know. I know all about it. No, you know, not, there's nothing you wouldn't do for your kid, right? If this so, guy, if this guy, and he, he had a, he just worked on a, a deal, right? I mean, so he is convicted of something. Uh, he should definitely be screened. More more diligently than the average person, this guy That's, has got issues, and he should be screened. Um, and Joe and Jill should be as well, equally, and they should understand. Going well, you know, we're fighting for our son. It's that parent love, and we are willing to make some sacrifices to be frisked and searched, because 
after all, it is not their house. It is the people's house. Hey, I've seen him it's come. My, I think, I've seen Hunter get off uh, Marine One with his dad. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, talk about no screening. You know, a guy comes, gets off Marine One. This guy is living the high life, folks. He's living the high life. He, he's, you know, one week, one week he's, he's telling a court uh, that he can't afford the child support of his proven child, by the way. You know, if you wonder about that, uh, that uh, w- woman who uh, he didn't marry, who he had a child with, and mm. initially he said it wasn't his, and then she had DNA testing done and proved that that child, I think her name is Navy, uh, was his. But, I mean, a judge said, yeah, he, she can't use the Biden name. No. Do you think you'd have the same thing happen with you if if you were in a similar situation? If you said, uh, Your Honor, I know uh, genetically it's my child, but uh, that child shouldn't be able to use my name. The, the judge would laugh you out of court. You know, but the ju- the legal system right now is not honest in a lot of ways. And I'll tell you why. I'll give, give you another example. In the University of Delaware, they house Joe Biden's Senate papers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, All yep, of his yep. Senate documents are, are in the University of Delaware. Well, you, you, yeah. you know what happened with uh, the Supreme Court of Delaware? Yeah, they, they, they're blocking anybody from getting into them. Yeah. You, you cannot retrieve Joe Biden's secret Senate documents. Now, let me ask you a question. If he What's was, him? if he was a U.S. Senate uh, senator, rather, mm. shouldn't those documents be public? I mean, they sh- they should be part of his work as a senator, which was a public position. It shouldn't be something that he can squirrel away and lock up so you can't see. Mm-hmm. But well, but the, the court- they 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 are protecting. But you know the the. Look at the the Penn Center, you know Penn State University, the Penn Center. You look at uh, the University of Delaware. Uh, I mean, they know how their bread is buttered, and they're going to yeah. protect every bit of it. University of Delaware has refused to release Biden's records, and yep. said that the uh, papers will not be released until two years after Biden retires from public office, mm-hmm. and when nobody cares anymore, when the damage will have been done. You know, yep. amazing. Uh, yeah, and he he'll probably be dead. Yeah. So what are you gonna do I'm not, then? And I don't. I'm not saying that. You know. Uh, I know. You know enthusiastically, the guys in his eighties, it could happen. I know. You're right. Look, if he is guilty of major crimes, which he is, then I want to see justice. I don't care if you know he dies a day later, being led off to prison, which he should. But the point is, I want to see justice, and I think America deserves to see what's really going on. And, you know, and Democrats are, yeah, well, what about Trump? Well, you know what? You, there is there's actually, if, if he was guilty of everything that you say, he would have been locked up and taken away a long time ago. Right. It's all, as I, you know, pardon the pun, but uh, all trumped up uh, uh, charges and things that have expired the statute of limitation because... There was nothing there to begin with. Right. Well, um, it's it's good for the goose, but not for the gander. (laughs) This is how they work. This is how they work in Washington. You know, know, they say justice for all. But it's not equal justice. 
You know, they can say justice for all, and it could be some truth, but it's not right now equal justice. I mean, well, things we're that, saying justice for all. They're saying this is justice, y'all. A little, <laughs> little different. Uh, so, you know, the little difference in how they think about it. Um, interesting thing. I thought I'd bring this up too. You know, Mark Levin, a terrific yeah. uh, talk show host, a guy who's been around for quite some time and smart as uh, can be. He just a he's got a terrific background too. I think he was the aide de camp to uh, Ed Meese, the Attorney General. Back, yeah. I think, in the Reagan administration, yeah. and uh, he is—he's just got a g- really good legal mind. He's one of these guys where he sees something uh, happening in the news, and he breaks it down legally, like he's preparing a case. And the guy mm-hmm. is just—he's just sharp. Now, he came out with a book. It's a brand new book, and um, let me get the title right here so that uh, I don't mess it up. I think it's called. Uh, please stand by. I'm trying to find the exact. Uh, terminology. It's I. I can tell you that the publisher is Simon and Schuster, uh, and um, I think it's called the Democrats. The Democrat Party hates the U.S. or something like that. And I still can't find the exact title. Can you find it anywhere? Uh, let me go and uh, get uh, out of this. Mike Levin. Uh, but anyway, here's the point. We could we could be looking for this title all day long. His yeah. brand new book which is just out, which I'm sure is really interesting, Bizzer, and they're all bestsellers. Target, otherwise known as Target, mm-hmm. doesn't want to uh, sell it because uh, it might offend some people on the left. Now, really? they didn't consult anybody on the right when they decided to you know, sell uh, you know, transgender pajamas for two-year-olds, you know, th- and stick them in the front of the store so when you walked in, it was the first thing you saw. Didn't bother them, no. But now, because Mark Levin's book could be offensive to some, um, they've decided not to market it, not to sell it. It's, it you know, Have you ever noticed go ahead. when you go to Barnes & Noble, you will walk in and all the books, even if it's a cookbook that is political and left, it is out there forefront. Anything that is pro-right is not on the shelf. You have to ask for it. Well, I don't know. I'll go back and see if I can find it. Just to prove that I have been searching diligently, even that's even been talking to you guys, right? Uh, the name of the book is... The Democrat Party hates America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Mark doesn't cut uh, any corners. Tough one to come on. yeah. But I do have an update. Da-da-da-da. This right, just in Target reverse course and will sell Levin's book. Good move on the part of Target because what they don't need is to have uh, a large segment of their clientele uh, turn their back once again on Target. They don't need that. Well, the one thing that I will say. Mm-hmm. Every business has somebody woke in it. The diff- and every business has somebody conservative in it. The difference between the two is the woke person doesn't give a rat's ass about the business and the, the higher-ups. Oh, well, we can't do this. we got to protect what I believe in, and by God, this company's going to well, do that. Well, speaking of rats, whatever you just said, uh, that yeah. word, right? Another, sto- another story rears its ugly head. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Uh, you know, not my picture, is it? No, 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 no. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about how you and I have been, uh, uh, our show has been banned or censored or. Oh yeah, we had that. YouTube suppressed is Suppressed by one. YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know this, but apparently this is true. YouTube has, uh, uh allowed, uh, an explicit video on butt hair removal. You you heard me right. I know you're wincing. Some of you are doing double takes right now. Explicit video on butt hair removal with millions of views permitted. In the meantime, if you are a conservative and question the uh, election, uh, maybe you have some uh, some questions about the vaccine and the side effects. Uh, Maybe you have questions about the current administration, right? If you talk about it on a a video, YouTube will yank it. You know, pull it right away. But if you want to bend over naked, I'm I'm not so help and me God show your and show eye. your gluteus maximus and all of its all of its radiant glory, you know, and explain to somebody how to remove the hair around your anus. Jim, I, I cannot I, believe, I, I, I cannot believe that I'm, I'm I mean this is a true story. They yeah. will allow that. On YouTube, I can't. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but that is totally, absolutely, positively asinine. You've been waiting for the whole show to say something like <laughs> no, that. No, <laughs> you you set me up on that one. But no, it is technically it's it is asinine. You know, there's well, no better way to it, say it. I mean, these you talk about people in being woke. Uh, the left has no problem, absolutely no problem squelching your opinions if you're a conservative. They have not only that, but they they would prefer not just to squelch it, but to label you as somebody who's menacing, somebody who is uh, doing something which is anti-American. You know, they 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 Biden does this all the time. The MAGA, yeah. the big bad MAGA people. You know, yeah. give me a break. Yeah, yeah, now uh, I'm trying to find the story here on Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, oh, she, I heard uh, about this. Uh, her and uh, Lauren Boebert got into a little uh, argument yeah, on the floor. Yeah I, yeah, I guess a disagreement. So now the uh, the Freedom Caucus, chaired by uh, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, uh, voted uh, that uh, the future of her with the group last month, apparently she's out. She's not in the Freedom Caucus anymore. Well, you know, She's very outspoken. She doesn't hesitate speaking her mind, which I'm sure would irritate uh, some of the more moderate members of that panel. Because what I have learned, you know, the Democrats march lockstep. I mean, if talk about being a united party, I mean, the most moderate person on the left is is a screaming leftist. Okay, so they are all together. They they walk in unison. But on the right. It's like herding cats. It's like getting everybody on the same page. Everybody's running in a different direction. And that's the problem with the Republican Party. We have some people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a devout, uh, dedicated conservative. And then you have others who are all willing to compromise and work with the people on the left to get it done. Well, that is the problem of the Republican Party. You know, we're too... Uh, not forgiving or anything. We're willing to compromise our beliefs. 
Just oh. so can't everybody just get along? Look at AOC on the left. Oh, you know, <laughs> if anybody ought to be voted out of the party, I know she's the one. You know, you ought to. You know, don't even open the door. Just you know, boot her and let her fly right through it. Well, you know, Marjorie, no, Marjorie, do that. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not going to be deterred by that move. I mean, she'll she'll let her opinions be known. Uh, I don't know whether she had a a real you know uh, dust up with uh, Lauren Boebert. She might have. Uh, they may not be as friendly as you'd like them to be because they're both competing for the same spotlight. Trust me, there are egos involved here. Even on and the most conservative and the most political people, yes. And there are differences of opinion. And isn't that what America is all about? Yep. To represent both sides and come to a consensus between the two? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? But we are divided. You know, the left hates the right. The right can't tolerate the left because they don't want to listen to us. They want to cancel us. You well, know, we got to, I guess we got to play, you know, fight fire with fire and do the same thing to them. There's another story which is getting absolutely no play from anybody in mainstream media. And this sh shouldn't surprise you. Um, there is a guy, his name is Dr. Gal Luft, L U F T. Yeah, I know about him. Yes. And yeah. um, he's he, been, he's been on, on the, the lamb. He's been on the yeah. lamb, as they would say, you know, on the lamb. He's out there. I, I, he's I, an idiot guy with the recording that uh, has been so talked about. And, uh, there's no such thing. Uh, but uh, he, he came out with a 14 minute video uh, yesterday. And yeah. I, I want to listen to, I've listened to most of it already. And I'm going to try to edit some pieces tomorrow, and we can play it on our uh, update over well, the weekend. I understand it's pretty damning, and oh. you know, but he's he well, surfaced and released that. Well, you know now, what he but, says, Bill. He says the Biden is a crime family. The Biden family is a crime family. He, yes, and, they and, are. They have been. And he's on the lamb because he's afraid for his life now. Why would a guy be afraid for his life? He said that he said that he was going to make a statement about the uh, what was going on between Hunter and Joe, and because he was working with that that group of uh, executives, you know, back when they were working on the China deal, well, and he was part of it. And he so he su suggested when he heard that Joe was going to run for president, that before he runs for president, and we get burdened with this guy in the Oval Office, he's got to make a statement. So he had some people come over and interview him. I think he was over at the time in Cyprus. Some he was yeah. out, of, out of the country. So they, they sent over like six FBI and CIA people to interview this one man. He said, when I heard there were six people coming to interview me, I thought, what the heck's going on? All I need is one or two people to, to, to talk to. I don't yeah. need six. They sent six people over. He made a statement. They disappeared. They went back to the U.S. The next thing he knows, they're filing charges against this guy for being a gun runner. He says, I've never sold a bullet in my life. I've never sold a bullet in my life. And they're telling the world that I'm selling arms to uh, terrorist groups around the world. They're trying to put me uh, in, a, in a terrible position. But then he he goes on to indicate that it's worse than that. Now he fears for his life, and he literally yeah. was recording the video from places unknown. And, uh, you know, this says speaks volumes to the type of people that we have in the 
administration right now. Uh, well, to be on the lam like that and for them to say he was a gun runner, you know, or an arms dealer. Right. Uh, actually, actually changed the characterization of him and how to engage him. They That's basically right. put they put a target on him, and that meant that he was he was a hunted man. Yep, and he had to run and hide because you know normally you hear that well there's going to be charges filed against you. First thing I would do is just go down and say, okay, I understand his charges. Let's get this let's get this party going here, because they're not going to do anything to you except for your attorneys, their attorneys. But this is a whole different case. When they he go, said, no. if they wanted me, I live in. He's, I guess, his residence is Israel now. He lives in Israel. He's still an American citizen, but I guess he lives in Israel. He says there's an agreement with Israel. All they had to do is say to the Israelis, "Would you go pick this guy up and deliver him to the U.S.?" But they haven't done that. They didn't do that. So that's why he took off because he figured, well, while well, you get while well, the getting is good, and he disappeared. But you know, it, it, when you talk about a gun runner. Sometimes when you're just looking at the outside and you hear the term, oh, he's a gun runner, you think of some swarmy, overweight guy with a mustache and kind of sweaty, holding a handkerchief in his hand, wiping his brow because he sells guns around the world. Maybe he's got a cigar out of his mouth. You look at this guy, he looks like a college professor. He looks meek. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like he's strong enough to hold a gun, never mind sell one, you know? And this, and he, he's desperate. He's desperate. He said, all I wanted to do is to tell the truth and warn the country about the situation it was going to get itself in if it elected Biden as president. That's all he wanted to do. And now he, he just wanted to tell his opinion of what he sees going on. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong I mean, with that is his opinion was anti-Biden. And apparently that's dangerous uh, in Washington these days. Well, it's been dangerous before uh Biden even ran. Uh, I mean, look at look at all the, the the Hillary debacle. But you know everything about Trump. You know, it it only came and surfaced when he was announced he was running. Oh, you can't do that. Oh and, yes, uh, that's that's hey, a problem. Hey, they wouldn't go after Trump if it wasn't for that. No, that fact. He, he he. Trump has said, I think I could probably. Uh, say that I'm not going to run even now. And they would probably drop all the charges, you know? But um, I don't know. I don't think some think, of them are in too deep. Don't, you know, think their, their for one second, too big. don't think for one second that it's Joe who's, who's pulling the strings. I no. mean, Joe is confused in a fog. Uh, they probably do have him. If he's not doing... If he's not doing that cocaine in the supply room, I think they got him on something else, some other stimulant to keep him awake because he's confused. I mean, he continues to to uh, exit the wrong part of the stage. He's still shaking hands with people who aren't there. He, he'll be halfway through a speech to the nation and start to fumble and mumble. I mean, well, you know, and you know, you now seen... have you noticed how we've become acceptable? We've accepted it now as a yeah. public. We can watch Jumpin' Joe do a speech, and he can start mumbling and fumbling, and that's well, just Joe. We'll, we'll wait until well, he's finished. Well, there are things that cocaine can do to you to maybe jack you up your adrenaline a little bit. But, you know, uh, thinking back, I'd have to go back and look at video, but, you know, he does have a problem where he sweats a lot and has to pat-pat his head. So maybe... He is well doing uh, the white powder, or or either that, or it's on his desk, and he's sitting there going, "Can somebody tell me what all this powder is? I'm just asking for a friend." Let me tell you what's going to yeah. happen. 
for there'll his be, son. There'll be some other news story that's going to come up in the next day or two that is going to suck all the oxygen out of this story, and it will be something of the past before you know it. I mean, before, It'll be something about Trump. It probably will. Or, yeah. or, or God forbid, they'll set uh, that nuclear device off in uh, the Ukraine, what we talked about a couple of days ago. The one that the Russians say the Ukrainians are planning on doing using, and the one the Ukrainians are saying the Russians are planning on using. Well, well, that you know, if 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 that bomb goes off, mm-hmm. all right, at a nuclear power plant and does what it can potentially do, even if it only does an nth of what it can potentially do, it's going to kill millions. Does that not draw us into World War Three? Well, I mean, think of Chernobyl. Uh, I think that town next to Chernobyl is still a ghost town. It was a vibrant, oh, you... active, alive city until that power plant, uh, dis- you know, self-destructed, and now it's a ghost town. Imagine what it would do. The same thing would happen in the Ukraine, and you know, it, well, it, it affected, by the way, people all around the world. It doesn't just affect that neighborhood. The fallout from that plant. He drifted into Canada. We felt the effects here, supposedly, in mm-hmm. the United States. Oh, there's probably people dying of cancer now because of what happened back then. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a person that's pro nuclear. And as a matter of fact, uh, I worry. You know, I, I don't know if we're building new plants now. I don't believe we are because we actually shut it down after, especially. After the Three Mile Island thing, it was supposedly done here, but Three Mile Island is still going. And when did Three Mile Island become a problem? What year was that? Was Carter in so office? Was it 79? Okay, 79, 1979. So you've got 20 there, plus let's put another 23 years on top of that. So you got 43, maybe 44 years that that reactor's been around. Now you look at buildings because you got concrete and you got steel right. that are that old, and they're showing and breaking down signs of wear. Nuclear facilities were certified for 25 years, and that's it. Now they'll go out now because there's so much money in them, and the power plants have so much, you know, political weight. Oh, you got to recertify this, you know, because if we got to shut it off, what are you going to do? So, but I'm just saying they're dangerous. If they get breached or leaks, and sooner or later, the the plants that we do have going, they're going to start breaking down. Did they encase uh, Three Mile Island in concrete like they did with Chernobyl? I mean, with Chernobyl, they literally encased it in in concrete. They buried it. Uh, Yeah, but the problem that they're having is the bottom of it. There's evidence that it is eating through and seeping through. So at some time, at some point in time, if it hasn't already, it's going to breach and go through uh, the ground. The China syndrome. Yeah, you know? yeah, oh, unbelievable. And, um, and, and yet, it's bad news. They throw the term nuclear war around like it's no big deal now. They're trying to get people used to the idea that it could happen. World War Three is not going to be a conventional war, folks. It's not going to be soldier versus soldier. They're going to have nuclear weapons flying around the world, and it's going to affect all of us. And this is wrong. And we're, we're allowing these people in Washington to uh, to permit that threat to hang over our necks. They, they well, not, for, they're not doing anything about it. Well, perhaps they have done something about it. They got their shelter in place, bunkers where they're going to be safe. 
they're pushing the AI world really fast. I mean, five years ago, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's not even going to be in our lifetime or your lifetime, but eventually it'll happen. Now there's a big push and it's happening. So imagine if uh, we had a nuclear war, the general population is killed off, but the uh, the AIs can go out there and work and do the stuff. And who's to say they don't have a way of cleaning up nuclear waste Mm. and decontaminating it? Hey, uh, could be. I, I may have mentioned this yesterday, but it, it's worth mentioning again. Uh, the Song of Freedom, it's actually called, uh, uh, that's the theme for the sound. I, I read that wrong. <laughs> Sorry, folks. The Sound of Freedom is doing incredibly well at the box office. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the movie about human child trafficking. Right. Uh, the Song of Freedom is the theme song. That's why I said The Song of Freedom, because I looked at the wrong line, and I'm old. But uh, also... Uh, Jim Caviezel, this was interesting. Uh, He was talking about uh, the film and and the pressure, the the goods and the bads about trying to market it. He said uh, he approached, I guess, executives at Disney, and uh, he said they had one problem with one word, and that was the word God. They wanted, this is a quote, they wanted me to remove God from all the script. God. This is a true story. Yeah, I know. Uh, he said, of course, I didn't do it. But they wanted if any reference to the word God. Now, this is a, a company that has touted itself as being all-American, family-friendly, you know, which if, if that were the case, it would be what? God, country, apple pie? God, country, apple pie? But mm-hmm. apparently that's not the case anymore for Disney. They think that the word God, uh, I don't know. That's uh, too controversial. Uh, we don't really know whether we stand for that part anymore. And they wanted him to remove it from the script. Well, so. isn't that like uh, Christmas? Uh, you can't say Christmas. It's sparkle season. Oh, you know, when they came out with that, I was wor- <laughs> I was working on the air. I was, uh, I was working in programming, I think. And uh, that just drove me nuts. And that was a city decision in Pittsburgh. Yes, I know. I was there when it happened. I was going, oh, and I'm like, oh, sparkle hey, season. Sparkle. What the hell is sparkle? Sparkle, sparkle this. this. <laughs> I got you sparkling right here. Yeah. Just bend over. Let me light it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The, I, and they, they tried to sell the public on that for years. Finally, people said no. Nah. But even now, they call it holiday season, I think. Uh, they yeah, they still well, have a hard time saying that, ooh, controversial word, Ugh, Christmas. Oh, my gosh. That's so hard to say for some people. Well, you know, you can't really be a Christian. You can't believe in God. But, you know, hey, don't say I'm not, you know, I'm not. Hey. Re- well, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. What they want you to do is shop, 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 and buy all those gifts for all those wonderful family members. Spend your money. But don't talk about the reason for the season. I mean, yeah. You know, by the way, by the way, don't don't think about Christmas. Now there might be some stores that are putting out the displays, but I I was very happy. I just saw the Halloween stuff go out. <laughs> anyway, hey, listen. Uh, the number here is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three. Five three eight seven eight six eight. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call. Say hello. Eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. That's the number. You won't get us because we don't just. You know, when we finish the show, we just don't run over to the phone and wait. You know, operators no, no. are standing by to take your calls now. <laughs> That's Otherwise, true. you can. Well, you, well I guess you, you could email. snail mail us, but we don't have an, a, that kind of physical address. But we do have email. Yes, it's mail at it's another day dot com. That's 
Please stand by. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Oh, what a big voice. What was that, what was that, what was that email address again? Mail at itsanotherday.com. Ooh, you sound like Johnny Olson. Hey, listen, my friend. Thank I you. hope you have a wonderful weekend. Now, we will be back tomorrow with a weekend update, God willing. Can I say that word? I guess it can. It's our show, right? God willing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, spiritually speaking, you know, I mean, I'm yeah. a, I'm a, yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. Super. Have a wonderful weekend. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Dot com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>